Shalom, everyone. I'd like to give you a word of encouragement today, a word that God started speaking to my heart about two years ago at exactly 1.25 a.m. on the 13th of April 2020. The Holy Spirit came and spoke to my heart something. Now I want to read it so that I can have precision in what I say. I heard the following. There is pestilence, famine coming. Brother will rise against brother and father against son. But my people will be protected. However, if they're not willing to go through the Red Sea like Israel did, they will suffer with the world. I will provide for my people like I provided through Joseph in the famine of Egypt. But the way they will be spared is not by physical preparation, but a spiritual preparation. I will provide supernaturally as I did with the loaves and with the fishes. And of course, when I received this, the father hasn't given me the go ahead to share it with any one of you yet. And this year, we of course know that Russia invaded Ukraine. We know that there's this great war that has started in Europe. And with that, there has come a gloomy fear in the media already regarding the fact that Ukraine is known as a breadbasket of the world. And this glooming famine that is coming to the world is now coming to a pass, seemingly. I don't believe all people will be affected the same way. My greatest concern is for the poor, for my brothers and sisters in Africa and the Middle East and Asia and so forth. But now the reason that I'm sharing this with you today is at the Feast of Trumpets that just just occurred a few days ago at the recording of this video. The father came and he spoke to my heart further about this message he gave me two years ago. And I was directed to Psalm 81 verse three. And for you to really start putting the pieces together, I'd like you to join me in reading it here. He says, blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress, you called and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah, Salah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You see, God is speaking about Israel's journey through this wilderness that they were in when they left Egypt by God's wonders. And God is actually highlighting an aspect of what he was doing there that we that I have honestly not seen before in the same ways as I realized today. You see, when Israel were in Egypt, they had they were slaves, right? They had a slave master. His name was Pharaoh. Pharaoh ruled over them and Pharaoh looked after them. 
So while they were enslaved, they in some way loved their slave master because it was what they were used to. It was the life they had grown comfortable in. And Pharaoh was their bread basket. Pharaoh was their provision. But what does God do? Right. He calls Israel out. They get to this wilderness. They look around and they say, but well, where is our provision going to come from? And of course, God speaks to Moses. Moses strikes a rock. Water comes from the rock. God speaks to Moses and God provides manna coming from heaven. God comes with all of these miraculous events and he provides for Israel supernaturally. But even though Israel perceives the wonders of the Lord in this matter, what do they say regarding this? They speak and say, well, let us return to Egypt, for we had melons and leeks. Let us return to Egypt. Let us return to Pharaoh, our slave master, for we had our our, our delicacies there. The reality is that even though Israel were physically not enchained to be Pharaoh's slaves anymore, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, they were still very much slaves. See, their hearts were still with Pharaoh, even though the Lord had redeemed them there. They were still after what the psalmist writes as a strange God. Pharaoh was Israel's strange God. And that is why God is calling in the in the Psalms in Psalm 81 and saying, you shall no longer bow down to a foreign God, but I am your Lord. Open your mouth wide and see how I feed you. Now, what does this have to do with with our present age? See, brothers and sisters, we are many of us, at least are like Israel. Many of us have been redeemed from Egypt. We have witnessed the wonders of God and we are now dwelling in this place. And many of us are entering this place of a dryness, a famine, a pestilence. And many of us are really worried, really concerned, just like Israel were at this famine that they seemingly entered. But God came and provided for them. And so God proclaims, open your mouth wide and see how I will provide for you. But you must realize that I am your Lord. I am your God. And when you worry as the world worries, you identify with the world because only the world worries about the things of this world. But my people who are mine and called by my name, they worry about not of the world, but they worry only about proclaiming and building my kingdom. You see, brothers and sisters, the reason many of us are worried in this world is because we have found ourselves to be one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the kingdoms of this world. And God is pushing and he is saying, I am going to use these famines. I'm going to use these calamities that the world is facing 
to tear down the idols of this world that the world have put their faith in. The world has put their faith in their bank accounts, their presidencies, their nations, their social programs. They have put their faith in everything but the Lord God Almighty. And because of this, they will crumble down. And when these systems fail the world, they will have to ask, where will our help come from now? And when you ask the question of where will my help come from now, you better have the right answer in mind. Let the Lord be the answer that you have in mind. And let there be no worries in your mind for your family, like when Israel were about to enter the promised land and they were confronted with giants in the land. They were worried for their families. They had good intentions, but yet because of their unbelief in the Lord, many of them died in the wilderness. While the Lord is with you, trust in his name, depart from iniquity. Depart from trust in the things of this world and you will find a shift to be shifting away from the bread baskets of this world to the bread basket of our Lord God, the Almighty. You see, when Yeshua came to the masses on that mountain, speaking to them and seeing them hungry, he multiplied the bread and the loaves. Uh, and the, the, the fishes, the loaves and the fishes. And as he does this, you need to think about it this way. This is probably one of the first ever times that these people are witnessing food being given out to them in mass the way it is happening. An entire crowd of people being fed and filled. And he stands up and he says, John 635, he says, whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall not thirst. Do you believe in that? Israel did not hunger, they did not thirst. But you think you will? Where do you, does your help come from? See, brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you that God calls us to work hard for our money. He calls us to work hard for our provisions at our job and so forth. But he does not want us to do this at the cost of our relationship with him. He wants us to work hard, but set our time aside for our family, set our time aside for our own spiritual nourishment, set our time aside for our wives and husbands, our relationships that matter. God calls us to work hard. Amen. He does. But in America, we have been taught and in the West, we have been taught that, yes, work hard, and that's a good teaching. But we have been taught that we work hard at the cost of everything else. You see, we have started to pay for wealth, not just with our with our with a normal, healthy working schedule, but we have paid for it with our families. We have paid for our wealth in America and in the West with our relationship with God itself. Because those are the things that we have compromised. And in that, we have actually declared that we have another God. Because in that moment, we have also declared that we don't believe that God will provide for us. Because if you have to sacrifice your intimacy with God, intimacy with your wife or husband and relationship with your kids, 
for your job, you are declaring that God cannot provide for me. See, God is there. He is there to call you. He's calling you to work. But then and, and, and then he's calling you to be there. And then he is going to provide the rest. You see, there are going to be places and aspects of life where we cannot. We're not enough. We're not able. We're weak. And he is saying where you are weak, where you are unable, I will come in and I will provide. Israel could do everything they could in the wilderness to provide for their families, but only up to a certain point where they have to go and say, God, I can't do this. God, I can't provide for my family. God, what am I supposed to do, Lord? Am I supposed to work 16 hours a day, 20 hours a day so I can put food on the table so I can get this and this and this for my family? What is the cost going to be for you? Or are you going to say, Lord, I will work, but I will not sacrifice my family on the altar of wealth? What if it's possible for you to be blessed? because of your trust in him. You see, the world, they climb their ladders, the world, they they climb their corporate ladders, they climb all kinds of ladders and they have they gather success by their insane working hours and situations, right? But at what cost has it come? We look to men like Elon Musk and other rich of the richest men in the world. And we say, well, what a role model to ourselves. We say we want to be like them. Dear men, you don't want to be like them. Their wealth has come at a cost that is so great spiritually, at a cost that is so great emotionally, a cost that has been so great they have paid with they're very souls in many cases. And God is going to use what is happening in the world right now to wake us up, to shake us from the slumber we have entered because we have been so distracted with gathering things of this world that we have totally forgotten to gather treasures in heaven. Because here's the thing, brothers and sisters, we are God promises a spiritual fulfillment when we eat and drink of Yeshua. But he also tells us that he will look after our physical needs. In fact, he we know that with eternal life is this very thing. Think about this. Yeshua died so that you will live forever. You will not die. He raised so you will be raised again. What does it mean? It means that you will never go hungry. It means that you will never be able to starve because see, the reason we eat in this world today is so that we can be sustained so that we do not enter starvation and so that we do not die of hunger. But when we are with him face to face one day, what does that mean? It means that we will not be able to die. It means that therefore we will not be able to starve. It means therefore that we will not even eat in order to live. But if there is eating, it would simply be for pleasure. It would simply be to eat and drink unto the Lord. And that is why when Moses was face to face with the Lord or Elijah was face to face or 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 Yeshua was face to face when they were close to him on the mountain, what happened when they were in the wilderness? What happened? They were able to be sustained and they fasted for 40 days because that's what it means to get a glimpse of that eternal life. 
what that comes from being in his presence. And so here is what we have to realize is, yes, that is a there's a coming day where we will never physically go hungry again. But at the same time, God is saying in this present age, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, they will go and lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. They will speak in new tongues. They will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them. They will pick up serpents. These are things that Moses did. And so what else happened in the wilderness is you will go through the wilderness and I will be the one who gathers you and who carries you on eagles wings and I will sustain you. You see, brothers and sisters, he will sustain us when we are in need and we have nothing to worry about. But the question is, is do you spend time on the mountain? Do you spend time in his presence? Because that's where your sustenance comes from. And that's truly above your 16 to 20 hours of work or whatever you're working, whatever crazy hours it is that you're desiring to do. There's something way more precious that awaits you as to enter his presence, open your mouth and be satisfied. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Father, I pray for everyone who is listening, that you would go and bless their families with provisions in this season, that you would not let them worry about tomorrow. Father, let you not let them, let them not worry about whether they will, what they will eat or what they will wear or what their shelter would be for you. Lord, look even after you clothe the lilies and you look after every bird in the tree. And so, Lord, I thank you that you look after us so much more closely. You have our hair on our head numbered, Father. And Lord, I pray that your people would be encouraged to know that you know them better than they know themselves, that you know our worries, our situations better than we do, and that we would not make decisions out of fear. Lord, guide us, Lord, that we would not make decisions, whether financially, whether emotionally, whether in whichever way, out of fear of the world and things of this world. But let us be led by a fear of God, for that is the beginning of wisdom. Father, I thank you for all you are. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you for being with us, brothers and sisters. Put your trust in him. Shalom.